So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to James 1, James chapter 1. And for the next several weeks, we're going to kind of get an overview of the book of James and, and um, different aspects of it. Because James is one of those books, when you really dig into it, you either get really excited or you really don't get excited. Because he'll start kicking you in the throat some of the things that he tells us on how we should be living. And so today we're going to be in James 1. And um, we're going to start back in verse 2, James 1, verse 2. But um, while you're turning there, let me give you some definitions of some of the words we're going to be reading. The um, word consider means to think about carefully, especially when it comes to regarding to taking an action. Joy, the emotion evoked by well-being and its success. Whenever, at any and every time, because... For the reason, perseverance, continued effort to achieve something despite difficulties, failure, opposition. Finish, to bring to an end. Ask, to call on for an answer. And doubt, to lack confidence in. So now that I've given you those definitions, you're going to hear those words in just a second as we read. James chapter 1, verse 2. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. And when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord, such a, such a person is double-minded and unstable in all that they do. Let's pray. Father, we come to you again, Lord, and I just thank you for this beautiful day. Father, I just thank you for what you're doing right now. Father, I just thank you for your word. Father, your word through song this morning. And Father, right now, Father, I just ask that we just see you in a real way. And that, Father, that we just hear from you and we leave here changed people. In Son's name I pray. Amen. You know, as you read that verse and you start looking at it, what I want you to do is take, your, if you have a pen or a highlighter, go back and start in verse 2, underline consider, underline pure joy, underline whenever, underline because, underline perseverance, underline ask, and underline not doubt. Because I believe those are the key words in those verses that will change us if we really pay attention to what they're saying and to the definitions that I read earlier. You know, because we, whenever you start looking at this, it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Whenever you face trials, it don't say if you face trials, you're going to face trials. They're going to come. You can't stop them. But it says, consider it pure joy. So you can have that mindset to know that when it's coming, to know that your God's there and that he's going to help you get through it. Is it going to be fun? No. Is it going to hurt? Yes. But God's going to be there. And we're going to keep talking a little bit more about that. But whenever, you know, you talk about test and, and you go back in Scripture and start looking, what does it mean whenever they use that word test? And they compared it to a silversmith. And where a silversmith would do, he would take silver and he heats it. 
until it gets so hot that the impurities start boiling up to the top and he'll skim it and he'll heat it and he'll skim it and he'll heat it and he'll skim it and he'll heat it and he'll skim it until the silver's perfect. And how he knows it's perfect at that point is because he can look in that silver and he can see a reflection of himself. Well, whenever we start looking at this and we start seeing, all right, we're going to be tested, we're going to be tested, we're going to go through these trials. And if you kept paying attention, what did it say? It says, if you persevere through this, then you're going to mature and you're going to become, become complete. And so what's that saying? That the more that we're tested, the more mature that we get, the more complete, the more our reflection is going to look like that of Christ. And that should be our end goal. And so whenever we read these words and you start hearing this and it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, this word changes things. And this next word, because, is for that reason. If you put that in there, for the reason that you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete. Wow. You know, when you look at it like that, is it going to be easy? No. Whenever you start going, are you going to walk around singing and saying, hallelujah, I'm getting my toes burned right now or whatever it is. You know, you're not going to do that. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, God, just dump on me today. God, do whatever it takes to drive me on the ground and make me hurt, do we? We don't pray that. But God's telling us, he says, look, it's going to happen, so be ready for it. You know, it's going to happen. In Mark chapter 13, verse 9, it says, you are going to be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues. On account of me, you will stand before governors and kings as witnesses to them. You know, he's telling the disciples right there, Jesus saying, look, you're going to get persecuted. You're going to get hurt. They are going to beat you. They are going to try you. And I'm telling you, it's going to happen. And it's because of me. It's because you believe in me. Then if you look over in, in Luke chapter 12, it says, from everyone to whom much is given, much will be required. And from the one to whom much has been entrusted, even more will be demanded. It's not going to get easier. It's not going to get easier. The trials aren't going to get easier for us. But as we mature and as we move towards that completion, as we keep on that journey, then we're more like him. And the more that we can focus on being like him, the more that we're going to be able to persevere through those. And so it's just about, you know, keeping that mindset right there. You know, Paul and Silas, when they was in prison in, in, um, in Philippi, they was unjust trial. They were lashed. They were put in stocks. They were tortured, but yet they sang and worshiped. How many of us has that kind of faith? When you really think about it, how many of us has that kind of faith, you know, that we can that we can sing out and we can do it because a lot of times we feel like God's a million miles away, don't we? A lot of times when we're walking through that trial, when we're walking through that, we feel like God's not answering our prayers or, and that we have no hope at all. And the last thing that you want to hear is Johnny Morgan look at you and say, you need to have pure joy in what you're going through. You know, do you? You don't want to hear that. This week, I'm going to pick on Donnie and Leah. They had to make a decision to put off this vacation they've been planning for forever. Donnie did not want me to call him Thursday and say, Donnie, have pure joy in that. Did he? Because this is something that they had been looking forward to that they deserved to get away and spend time with each other. 
because he's got a pastor that works him to death and a boss named Chuck that works him to death, so he needed to get away. So last thing, he didn't want me to say, Donnie, have your joy. No. Now it come. He's got joy now. He's rescheduled in three weeks, and hopefully another hurricane don't come through. If he does, I'm not going to be the one to call him and tell him to have pure joy the second time he cancels. But think about it. We don't want to hear those words, but that's what God's telling us. He says, consider pure joy, my brothers and sisters. But then when it goes down, you know, a little bit more in verse 5, and it says, if you lack wisdom, you should ask God. But the next, after that comma, it says, who gives generously to all without finding fault. Generously. He don't give us enough wisdom just to get through that moment. He gives us wisdom. He says, I'm going to give you generous wisdom. I'm going to be real generous with you so that you can get through this and you can look back and you can say, look what my God done. And you know how to persevere through there. But then it goes down a couple more verses. I mean, in verse 6, and it says, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed around. How many of us doubt? I've had doubts. I'm going to be honest. I've had doubts. There's been things that's happened in my life, and I've sat back and I've looked and said, God, this makes absolutely no sense. God, I don't understand. This person's had enough. This family's had enough. God, I don't understand, but it's not for me to understand. Because he's God and he's there. He tells us, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to walk you through this. You know, and then when it goes down and the way it ends, it really puts it out in black and white because it says such a person is double-minded and unstable in all that they do. If you doubt me, you're going to be unstable. If you doubt me, you're going to be double-minded. And I'm going to go way back, and some of y'all probably have never seen this movie. How many of y'all have ever seen Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Y'all, y'all even know what I'm talking about? Anybody? It's old. It's old. 1930s old. But it's about this well-known doctor, and he struggled with the evilness inside of him. And he actually made this potion, and he would become um, Mr. Hyde. And so he would transform into this. And so the whole thing's about this. And I guess my crazy mind, that's where I went whenever it said such a person is double-minded and unstable. It was like Dr. Jackal, Mr. Hyde, you know, where he would flip-flop in personalities. And God's telling us, he says, if you doubt me, that's what you're going to be like. If you doubt me, then you're going to be unstable. If you doubt me, this is when you're going to fail. This is when you're going to not understand what's going on with me. But we got to go back to the beginning. Consider it pure joy. Consider it pure joy. Consider it pure joy. Whenever you face trials. Because again, I'm going to tell you, it's coming like a train. They're coming. Trials are coming. I would think that the older I get, that the easier it's going to get and it don't. You know, this past week, I've, I've dealt with people on the phone to where I was sharing with the staff this morning that I was thankful that I was in my truck and I had speakerphone so that I could be texting to get these people help the whole, the whole time I'm on the phone with them. You know, life don't get easier. Trials don't get easier. You know, I have to pray every day and say, God, I need wisdom. I need lots of wisdom because I don't understand what's going on and I need you to help me get through these situations. But that's what he tells us. He says, ask, ask, and I'll give it to you. But don't doubt me. 
Don't doubt me. I guess the other thing I'm learning, the older I get, the thinner my skin's getting. And I can bump something, and I'll just have, it'll like somebody shot me. I'll have blood everywhere. And so this week, I was feeding my birds. I've got some ducks, and I've got some doves, and I was feeding them. And uh, I don't even know what I hit. I just looked, and I saw blood on the wood, and I said, is I got a bird hurt? And I said, no, it's me. I've got blood running down my hand. And so I had a wedding Friday night. And so I had to wear a white shirt. So I went back to my mom, and apparently my mom was mad at me, and I didn't know it. Because I said, I need a big Band-Aid, and she gave me one. But that thing had super glue on it, I think. <laughs> I put that Band-Aid on my arm so I wouldn't bleed through my shirt. And when I got home from the wedding that night, and I went to get in the shower, I went to pull that Band-Aid off, and I think it pulled future hair. I'll never have <laughs> hair on that part of my arm again. You know, and so I started pulling, and I'm thinking, Okay, they say if you go fast, it hurts less, but I'm not believing this right now. I'm telling you, you couldn't even see the glue for the hair that was on it. You know, why do I tell you that? Because I think that's how we are in life, because things start happening, and we want to pull slow, and we want to ease out of it. But you know, once I got that Band-Aid off, it's going to heal now. And it wasn't fun that seven hours it took me to pull that thing. <laughs> But now my arm's going to heal. And so, you know, this, today when you start looking and you hear that verse that says, consider it pure joy, you're going to persevere. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. But I'm God. And I love you. And I want to walk through this with you. And I want to be there. And I want to give you the answers you need. But you need to ask. And when I give you the answers, you don't need to doubt. But I'm going to be there. And we pull slow. And we pull slow. And we suffer our way through it. But then it's just like one of the songs we sang this morning about the scars. Once it's off. And once he starts healing. Because once that scars are there, it's healed. It's just a mark. It's a story. Then I can look at Laban and I can say, Laban, can you believe what God done in my life this week? Look at this scar. God healed me. God did this. Do you see this? This is what God done. And we can use our scars for his glory because we persevered through it. And we persevered and we persevered. And we're moving more to be complete. And we're more mature. But it's not easy. You know, and I think sometimes we, we sell people. Whenever people come to know the Lord and we say it's a free gift, it's an absolute free gift. But it can be a painful gift. Because whenever you pray and once you accept him and you ask him to become the Lord of your life, you're still going to have hurts in your life. You're still going to lose loved ones in your life. You're still going to lose jobs at times. And you're still going to have financial struggles. And you're still going to have these things. But I'm God. And I'm going to walk through it with you. And I'm going to help you. And we're going to, walk, we're going to do this. And I'm going to heal you. But we don't tell people that. But his word's clear. I mean, he told his disciples. He said, look, you're going to be persecuted. They are going to get mad at you. They're going to falsely accuse you. They're going to give you an unjust trial. They're going to beat you. They're going to flog you. And I don't know what a flogging is, but I don't want it. And they're going to do all these things because of me. 
but I'm here, and I love you. You know, as I was getting ready and I was looking, I run across um, what it takes to be a Navy SEAL. I'm not trying out to be a Navy SEAL. You can look at this. I'm not going to be a Navy SEAL. But as I was getting ready and I was looking at this, a Navy SEAL just to qualify, just to qualify, that don't make him a SEAL. That's just to get into the program. He has to swim 500 yards. Do you know how long it take me to dog paddle 500 yards? <laughs> the war would be over before I got there. 500 yards. They have to do 42 push-ups in two minutes. I don't believe the four staff could get up here and do 42 push-ups between us in two minutes. Come on, Donnie. I dare you. I dare you. You think he can do it, Leah? Leah's on my side. She just don't want to say it. They have to do 50 sit-ups in two minutes. And then they have to run a mile and a half with all their gear in 11 minutes. That's just to qualify. Well, let me tell you what you got to do to qualify to be a Christian. You don't have to do any of this. To become a disciple of God, all you have to do is say, Father, forgive me because I know I'm a sinner. God, I know that you sent your son to die on the cross for me. Now, like the Navy SEALs, that's just to get in. That training after the fact, they won't even tell you what that is on paper because they go through it. And it's just like with us. Just when we pray that prayer, the qualification's easy, but that's when you have to dig in and say, God, I want you. God, I want to become mature. God, I want to become complete. And I know there's going to be trials. I know there's going to be days that I'm not going to like my family. There's going to be days that I don't like my job. There's going to be days that I don't understand why the doctor told me this. But I'm going to persevere this because you're God and you're telling me that you're going to help me get through this. And so when you read out of this book of James and you start looking, and I think that's why he started it, because he's trying to tell us right there, it's going to be rough, but I love you. It's going to be rough, but I'm there. Because it's just like that silver when I talked a few minutes ago, whenever they start testing and they start putting that fire to it and they start putting that heat to it and it starts boiling and those impurities start rolling up and they start skimming them. Why did I have to walk through this tragedy in my life so God could skim this off of me? Why did I have to walk through this hard time in my life so God could skim this off of me? Why does this happen? And then it gets to the point that where whenever Bradley looks at me, he don't see Johnny no more. He sees the Father because I'm turning into that reflection. But we have to love him and we have to start that journey. We have to persevere and we have to not doubt. 